All right, I hope everyone's doing great today. This is a Skype episode with Mark and myself, and um, it's just about the therapy session that I had. Um, those of you guys who listen to us understand that we believe that therapy is highly important for one's growth and development. So I wanted to go ahead and talk to him about my session and just sort of go over the different things that we talked about. So I hope this is something that you guys like. And as always, if you have any questions or if you want to know who I spoke with or anything like that, I'll be more than happy to reach out to you guys and talk to you about it. All right, let's get to the show. The goal of the Salumas podcast is simple. Take a candid, often objective, and sometimes comedic approach to the human condition. In keeping with this, the use of expletives, crude humor, and references to harsh realities are commonplace. If you find any of this to be offensive, please, 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 throw your listening device in the trash. If not, enjoy the show. So I wanted to talk about, um, well, you know what, before going into that, how's everything been on your end, man? Oh, uh, things been pretty good. Pretty you smooth, surviving? Man. Yeah, definitely yeah. surviving, man. Are you thriving? Uh, um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, damn near. Okay, yeah. that's what I like to hear. Yeah, things are things are going fine on my end, too, man. It's uh, um, definitely wanted to talk today about uh my therapy sessions that i had so uh went with a new person and it was uh really cool but it's given me a lot of things to think about and uh i wanted to do that for today's for today's episodes so um yeah you ready for this shit (laughs) oh yeah all right so you know i'll just i'll i'll first of all start from like the beginning. I was absolutely nervous because, you know, I didn't, I feel like a lot of us kind of think like, okay, I have to only talk to a guy because only a guy's going to get it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Uh, it's only got to be a certain person as they'll get it. Like we have, I think we all have this idea in mind of the type of person that's going to, that we think is going to understand us. Yeah. And that's what was the first thing that was the most surprising because it was this lady that I did not think would even remotely be able to understand me. And like, we clicked from the very beginning, you know? Um, And that's one thing that I even want to talk about. I think that a lot of us, we almost have this like default that this default person that we confide in for one, like, reason or another like because they're family or because you guys might have experienced the same thing but that doesn't always translate to them being a good listener and a good giver of advice you know what i mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i think that a lot of us fall into that trap of uh depending on the wrong type of people it doesn't mean that they're a bad person it just you know means that maybe you should broaden your um Definitely. you want to call it like you know broaden your horizons or broaden your circles for the type of people that you Yes. You know, trust and want to talk to and stuff. That's I definitely know what part. you're talking about. Yeah, I definitely yeah. know what you're talking about. For me, it was the opposite, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people are like, well, you're my brother. We're supposed yeah. to talk about everything. It's like, mm-hmm. uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
that kind of goes on that whole talk where people where I'm a firm believer in the fact that like when you get older, your family changes. It's not I don't think that family is the people that you are born with anymore. I oh, think yeah. That, yeah. And that that's a tough pill for a lot of people to swallow. It's like, hey, man, I'm, I'm not the same. Yeah, we might share the same blood, but not the same brain, mindset, goals, all that kind of stuff. And I think we the hope is that you learn the importance of that as you get older. And I think a lot of people don't understand the importance and they end up trusting. Um, that's, that's definitely true. I've observed that. I think for some reason that's been recently on people's minds. It's funny that you brought that up or segued into that, that perspective of uh, what you, what you broached as the topic, because yeah, I've, I've been um, kind of considering that lately. Um, yeah. And I, I wonder why it's not sublimated into our culture, because um, for the same reason that my effect on trusting people to confide in and to intellectually match is the opposite of yours. For the very same reason that, that I think that way, uh, I'm also I'm also wonder why certain things are not. Uh, why you don't learn things until you get a certain age, it's always uh, kind of uh, been curious to me, kind of annoying too. like, why do you got to get. 30 before you realize this or even when you're being told it by other people you know certain things just don't become clear and the way that you create your own family and manifest your own family and when you start doing that at what age mm. all of that's not at least for me it's not a part of our culture yeah it's not we we go on we go on way too long um black males listening to our fucking crazy ass moms they don't know what the fuck mm -hmm. they're talking about because we're all raised you know guys like me raised by single moms and shit and yeah. they don't they don't know nothing from the time you're fucking in a teenage 19 18 19 they ain't very little they can t tell you you need a man you know and uh and other experiences Things mm -hmm. other than your mom. I'm not being, you know, sexist about it. I'm just saying you need things other than that parental mother to uh, to inform you. And I've always wondered why that is. So consequently, the answers I've always wanted come from other people. So I've always like collected people everywhere for different sorts of um, uh, information. And I've never had that because very early, at least by the sophomore year, there was after sophomore year in high school, there was no one in my family that could give me any answers. I was already mm. past the stuff I wanted to know, the things I wanted to do. No, yeah. they didn't, they didn't have, you know, they didn't have yeah. answers for that. So what, what we talked about, so we started from the beginning. She asked, tell me about yourself. Okay. And so that's always, even that was like, fuck, that's weird. You know? So I talked about the things I like doing and, age, all that other kind of stuff. Uh, and then she asked about my family and my upbringing and stuff like that. And uh, it was really crazy how quickly she was able to spot patterns because it was like she asked me to talk about myself. And then she asked me to say, like, why are you here? You know, and uh, not so much why, why am I here? But like, what do you want to talk about? What are you hoping for? And I was telling her, like, look, I'm I've got stuff I want to be able to process I'm, I'm looking for some clarity you know i feel like i have a path but i don't know how to go about it um and i'm just trying to essentially find my why again and and put myself in a good trajectory where i can still grow and learn and you know find all the good things that i want out of this life and so 
she was like, okay, that's cool. And when we were talking about um, me growing up, one of the things that I brought up was that um, my dad, and I think this probably, this might be a thing with a lot of non-American cultures is Mm -hmm. the, a lot of times whenever you come across any sort of money or if there's any opportunity to do something, you always try and help the other people. Like you always try and help people back home, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, And that translated to like, I mean, he took it to an extreme. It was a good, I guess it was a good extreme if you want. One of the things that he did was like, whenever uh, a Nigerian came in from the States or came into the States, they would stay with us for Mm -hmm. months and they'd stay at the house. They'd help around with stuff. They'd share a room with us and everything like that. And it's just like, they were another part of the family. And um, that was something that happened multiple times growing up. And, um, and so, and then of course, whenever he did get money, he would send it home and often it would come at the cost of everything at the house. You know what I mean? Like we'd have some kind of an issue mm-hmm. and it'd just be like, you know, we can't, can't fix something at home because, you know, it was, um, because money had been sent off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it was constantly, and, and one of the big things that, that I remember asking when I was older was like, why, why did you do that? You know, why was that always a thing? And it was, the idea was like, you know, no matter how bad you think we have it, it's, it's always worse over there. And, um, you know, and that gave me a little bit of perspective, but it still doesn't make it right. You know, it's like, you st- we still got stuff that we got to take care of here, but that whole idea of like constantly going out and helping, helping, helping and doing stuff for other people and trying to be like the, the hero kind of, that is something that I even took on. Mm. Um, and I would take it. I mean, it didn't matter what was going on. Like if I was playing sports, if I was doing anything, it was always like, um, it was always there to, it was always about helping someone about making someone else's life better, making sure I can mitigate someone else's suffering. And um, in in one sense, it seems like some kind of a noble thing to do, right? But I think that over time, a couple things happen. And this is what the, the therapist said. She was like, you know, with what you're talking about and obviously talking about your, um, just the relationships that you've had, you might have a touch of, you know, like a little bit of that white knight kind of, uh, syndrome, if you will. And, yeah. you know, it's like, it's, it's noble. It's, you know, you want to do the right thing and be able to help people out and all this other stuff, but it, it definitely comes at the cost of you. And sometimes you have to realize that you, you cannot save everyone. And, uh, that was something that was pretty interesting when she was telling me that, you know, yeah. um, just that constant need, like, it's almost like, my purpose or something like that is comes from helping people. And I, and I want to say that it's helping people. And I use that language because it doesn't sound so bad, but the real thing is kind of saving people from themselves. And, um, you know, I'll read, I want to read something here. Mm -hmm. Like this dude, uh, let me see where it is. Um, so, Obviously, we all know the quote from 
project pat you know don't save her she don't want to be saved you remember that yep. song right yeah and uh uh they said also when j cole echoed the phrase in his song uh no role models in late 2014 i learned that i still hadn't taken the lesson to heart when it comes to women i have a tendency to want to save her it's called that white knight syndrome the phrase was made famous by psychologist marilyn krieger and mary lumia in their 2008 book by the same name it's simply defined as having a destructive need to rescue others, usually from themselves. And so I thought that something like that was really interesting. And, and the term that really stuck out is that it was destructive. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, you know, that need to help you, even when they tell me that there's something wrong, even when they say that there is this issue with them, the hard part for me, and it's, it's because of that P word potential, you know, that hard part for me is understanding that, they have to fix it. They who? Oh, just okay. the people that I'm with. Okay. You know, it, it could be a friendship. It could be a relationship. It could be anything because we, you and I both have a mutual friend that we both tried to save. Yeah. Yeah. You know exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah. You and know? and that's also a good example of how I responded differently. If you remember the details, I didn't try to save. I got yeah. really angry. You I did really get angry. mad at him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because, but because, um, yeah, we talked about that and, um, yeah, that was the same. That just goes to show how even way back then I was the same. I've been like that because I've had people less than optimal adults around me, people that just didn't have it all figured out, dysfunctional adults. And I have a seriously low tolerance to a destructive level of impatience for people's uh, like um, hangups and stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? And so yeah. uh, I get I get taken advantage of like just like you do. But uh, I respond in a not so healthy way. So, uh, yeah, that that was uh, the situation with our that one friend of ours. I realized that I was just like you, the, the trusted friend that his parents would let him get out of the house with and stuff. But he would use that as an opportunity to get a beer or something because mm -hmm. he bless his heart. He couldn't you know, he couldn't step stop um, ingesting substances. Mm -hmm. And that made me mad because I felt like I was getting used, you know, getting tricked. Yeah. And uh so we, we talked about that, man. We, we talked about the things that I wanted out of life and things that I, that I've been willing to do to get that. And, um, it's, it's been really, really weird sitting there and processing all the stuff that we talked about over the past couple of days. Um, and I liked it. Like I said, I also, I also do too much. Uh, like there's, there's never a, a clean break with me. Right. Mm -hmm. There's always this need to sort of like um, end it as, as ended in a way where um, yeah. someone almost benefits more than I do because I yeah. trust my ability to recover better yeah. than everyone else. Is that, and, and even that in itself is somewhat unhealthy. It's, it's still, honestly, I seem to be right every time because I, I do, some I feel like I do recover uh, a little bit better or a little bit faster functionally recover, but mentally I think it still bothers me, you know. And as and as as I've gotten older, I, it's it's starting to bother me even more. Where mm -hmm. I'm like, there are many people right now that are benefiting off of the things that I've done yeah. that quite frankly don't deserve it. Yeah. And, um, and you know, one of the things we talked about is just like that's even even that's a destructive thought. Mm hmm. You know, so what we're trying to do is like, you know, she asked, like, what do you want? And I was just like, you know, she says, 
She said, what do you want? How do you want to feel? You know, and I was like, I just want to feel quiet. I just want to feel like I don't have to think about anything, you know? And uh, all that happened in the, in the span of an hour. But I really just want to see if maybe we can come up with a couple of things and put me through the grinder uh, for this episode before my next session. And, you know, she gave me some homework because we did spend a lot more time on relationships and stuff. And, you know, my homework for her was to write down the things that I that I want in a person right now. Obviously, you know, and I, and I was telling her, like, you know, this is kind of a weird, weird ask because. I think the the three things that are constant in this life are are death, taxes, and change, and um, you know, and I know that the person who I am and the and the things that I want out of life and out of other people was not the same when I was younger versus now. Um, anymore, it used to be like, I mean, let's be real. It used to be like, or I think that it used to be someone who had a little bit of shit wrong so we could all have something to work on. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and like, there's a way to build and, and, and bond. And I don't want to call it trauma bonding. I, Cause I, like, I don't, I don't see it. That's what it is. But like now I'm just like, I want someone that doesn't need me, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or, or that, that doesn't, that I don't feel like, has anything there and i think that or has anything that i feel like i need to work on but even saying that that's almost putting the work on them and and not myself you know what i'm saying like because you could just be in friendships or relationships where you ask nothing of the other person but i also think when you get in a serious relationship or even a marriage or something like that you do have to ask things of people you know what i mean like there are expectations that you have and it is more of a business agreement than it is, you know, just lovey-dovey, all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. The people I've seen like you, Leos, that do, that do that successfully. Yeah. I could have saved you the therapist trip, by the way, Brad. Uh, oh, yeah. I just go read, read yeah. section 13C of the That's newspaper. Right. That's right. That's right. I hate you I could, have so saved, could have saved all that time. Just saying. But Leos, I've seen do this successfully. I've said this earlier to you back when you were going through the starting or thinking about going through your separation, you know, your divorce, you have to curate your environment. Think of how a Leo, a lion behaves with its pride. It's a very hand-picked group of people. It's a family-oriented creature. Mm-hmm. It's an aloof creature. It's a creature that's got to be king of the pack, but it's got a very specific way of interfacing and it requires absolute loyalty and peace of mind. You know, that's how the lion chills. You see, if you've ever observed how they behave in their pride in their family. Right. And you have to do that. A famous Leo is Joe Rogan. He's a good example of it, that if you ever see him talk, he's super private about his family. And you can only imagine how his wife, Miss Rogan, is. She barely gets mentioned. Mm -hmm. Even when people come to the show and get to meet her if they're at his house or something, never gets. But it's not even a question. You do not get to talk about Miss Rogan indirectly. At, or anything. It's really interesting because he's he takes that he's learned because he's one of those bad relationship experts, not necessarily romantic experts, romantic relationships, but he's one of those people that uh, has a really good character development of being around fucked up people. And and uh and it's curating. And you might say, what the fuck's I got to do being a Leo? It's not the point of why I'm saying it's just I've observed this exact pattern 
in Leos and what it takes for them to be happy. And you have to curate, you know, your, your environment and selecting who will bring you that loyalty, that fulfillment and the peace of mind is counterintuitive to who you'll be attracted to. Mm. Who you want to smash ain't who you want to be around you for the next 20, 30 years. Sure. And uh, that that's the thing I've noticed. Where do you start with that? I don't know right off the top of my head, but that's what I know, what I feel will, will be necessary for you to find that kind of happiness. And what I'm curious about with you is if it will, if it will start with, or be, uh, if your pride will be, um, um, I just lost my word, will be uh, made up. What's the word for consist would consist of people that are not family. That's what I'm wondering. You know, I wonder if it's enough for Leo's Leo's have a big enough heart, big enough presence that they can work in the public sphere to uh with and give a lot of their energy it's a fire sound you got a lot of energy you can give out to the world for good reason but i don't I, I don't know if that needs to be coupled with a perfectly balanced home life or how much of the home life will need to be there but you being nigerian legacy and family and bloodline super serious to you so i imagine that you would have to start there you couldn't completely ignore that you'd have to get that on track and going in the right direction, you know, yeah, yeah. Before, before you would be, be happy. And that brings me to the idea of why I think arranged marriages are so awesome. They sound uh, corny and fucked up to us Westerners, but you solve one half of the puzzle that we don't get right in America. Mm-hmm. You solve the, the, the legacy political part of the union. When you do arranged marriages, hell you can, you can learn to love somebody a lot easier than you can get that other stuff right. The politi- politics and the the uh, the orientation of your minds and being focused on the same thing and your beliefs, yep. and what you want out of life. That stuff being solved ahead of time is way more powerful for a lasting relationship than our typical romantic Western based relationships, which are based off of our own desires and our own lust for the other person. That shit wears off, man, especially at our yep. age. Yeah, I, I I hate that. Like, you know, you said something just now or just a second ago that was kind of weird. Like, you know, who I would, who I would marry versus who I'd smash is is yeah. is going to be different. Yeah. Um, and the the funny th- the reason why it struck a chord is because um, that's something that I've wondered. It's like the the type of people that I that I'm like. That I might be like intensely attracted to. It's like I would have to find the person that like really, really fits that that mode. I mean that, and I don't want to call it that. Like I do need blind loyalty and all that kind of. Not even blind loyalty, but mm-hmm. close to it, because I will one a million percent make it worth it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, and that's true too about Leos. They're very, very fucking reliable, loyal, not gonna cut out on you kind of people. They are gonna protect you, but they require unwavering commitment and loyalty, and they they require it to be demonstrated over a long period of time. And that just ain't gonna happen in casual relationships. So you might as well go for the one that's gonna last. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's gonna be something really, really interesting. To I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to to her about that. But I, I do wonder if, if other, uh, if other people just have that same type of thing, you know, like you see some people and they're in these, 
And maybe like I've seen celebrities and, and all these people and they're with kind of just like regular type of people, you know what I mean? But those are some of the like most hardcore relationships, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they are absolutely down for each other. Yeah. Like on a level that you couldn't even like people just couldn't even comprehend, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, I think something like that is really interesting to sit and think about. Like, I, I do think that that stuff is true. Like you couldn't touch the, the love and the care and all that other kind of shit that, you know, you would have for that other person. And people are going to wonder like, how in the world are you like her? You know what I mean? Like, how are you guys together? That's, that's, they'll think that you're, it's like an unlikely couple. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Some people will. I don't know if that if that perspective is always there. It's as you not get older, always because, there. Yeah, but yeah, because as I get older, I wonder, hmm, does everybody, does everyone else my age start to realize that? I think maybe they do. Because for me, it's all late. You know, I realize and yeah. learn things always late. And um, yeah. and um, you see how people, like, the balance in their marriage, and it's like, this. it's not the same as the younger style of relationships. It's a different kind of partnership and um, not all business, but it's certainly more of that than it is indulgence and lust and all of that. Hmm. So how do people like had obviously in our society, that's, that's kind of not really um, it's, it's borderline frowned upon, you know what I mean? Because everyone, I, maybe the media or something like that, portrays it as like this super lovey-dovey type of thing. And I've, I've, oh, I've known for a while that I want to feel a duty to a person, you know. And and I did, yep. before, you know, I yep. wholeheartedly felt a duty to them. But and I've said it in multiple times, like you can't hug and and, and kiss your way and, and love your way into the type of life that you want and the type of life that you talk about and speak of, you know? Oh, yes. That's been something that I've yes. said multiple times before. God damn it. That's that true. Like, like you got to have a list of things that you're doing every day. That's moving you toward yes. the goals that create the harmonious environment and life that you want. And you got to be yes. on that shit together. And then when you do that and you realize that you'll realize, Oh, I want to maximize on those things, which come easiest to me. Then yes. you go back to the, Oh, I'm a man going out and earning the hunt comes easiest to me. Mm-hmm. So it, so it's like, all right, if you're, if you're a partner in, in typical heterosexual relationships, I want to be considered for people that are in non-traditional romantic relationships, but in typical heterosexual, that means the man is thinking, what I just described and the woman has to be thinking, well, how do I maximize on what I can contribute to the relationship? And it, it gets interesting at that point because it may look a little bit like more traditional arrangements when you, when you can yeah. see it that way, it may mean that the woman's like, okay, if working less and holding down the house maximizes the harmony that moves us toward the environment that we both want for us and our family, then why wouldn't I do that? Wouldn't I be more fulfilled at being successful? Like why go try to be a mediocre corporatist if you can be the best independent or, you know, small business owning mom, you know, stay at home mom or something like that. I would gladly for that level of like harmony, I know you. I would gladly stay at home. You know what I'm saying? I would. I know you would. And like, I know some people think that it's like a, 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 you know, a female only thing. But dude, I again, because you know about my views on child rearing, I don't think that there is any more important thing 
out there. There's no, there's no more important job in my opinion. You know, yeah. all the shit that I do, like, you know, I, I've always thought that life is this, the life that I live at least is much yeah. more than the things that I've accomplished. You know, there's, there's so much more. And I think that the, the true accomplishment is bringing someone and making them better than you, <laughs> you know? like add like truly adding to the world because all the shit that i add is just like i think it's just like from from my job i don't think that that in the grand scheme of things that that's it's that important but mm -hmm. i think the lives that i can affect and if i can you know create a be a part of that solution of people that brings more good into the world th yeah. there's that's a hard-ass job dude you you have a, a it's fucking hard man i wish you would watch uh Donnie, Donnie Chung, I think uh -huh. the Netflix special. I've been talking about it all year. It's the best one I've seen all year. Uh, uh, better than even Chappelle's. He's not funny as Chappelle. Yeah. No one is, but it's mm -hmm. a better set. It's a tighter, better set than Chappelle's Netflix special. Uh, uh, yeah. You're making good people is fucking hard. Yeah. Making responsible uh, people is, is hard. Yo, I got a microphone arm. Do you got an arm? I got mm -hmm. a boom arm. Yeah, I've got a boom arm. It's just okay. it's just kind of moved away. Do I need to sit closer? No, no, no. Everything sounds good. It just occurred to me. It just okay. occurred to me as I think about. I bought some gear for podcasting and never did it because we never did it down here. But um, yeah. yeah, man, it's hard, and you're not gonna find a a female partner that's gonna out earn you likely, because unless you get back on your entrepreneurship, because you've owned businesses before, you have a whole lot of entrepreneurial independent um, potential in you. And mm -hmm. I see that as part of your makeup too, the same makeup that's that proud Nigerian like that. Y'all, y'all, y'all usually are big deals, you know, if you're in the corporate world or you start your own thing. And mm -hmm. so um, I could see, I could see you doing, going in that direction too. And then, you know, being more of the stay at home or close to home dad becomes realistic. But again, the practicality is what's going to get you. It won't, you won't likely find someone that out earned you, not on the trajectory that you're going on, you know what I mean? And, and stuff like that. So I'm just saying that it brings back the, the point that again, you may be finding yourself in need of someone who's comfortable with that more, already fleshed out arrangement so there's not so no uncertain uncertainties and it's not a full science experiment you know yeah it's uh the whole thing is just it's just crazy you know it's crazy to think about it. it's it, i'm glad that um i'm glad that i've i've been in the i've had the opportunity to think about that like and it's only one session and it's caused this much thought you know wow um, and it's really like there's so much more that um, that I'm sure we're going to discover. But God damn, I mean, it's it's I don't I don't understand how more people don't go and, and just talk to someone about this kind of shit, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm sitting here. It's like, surely I'm not the only person that, that thinks this. Like, I, I know I'm not the only person that thinks this, you know what I mean? Um, but I don't. I don't fucking know, dude. What I do want is that I just want to be able to be in a position where, um, like I said before, I can feel quiet and I could, and I'm no longer comparing, right? And I'm mm -hmm. no longer like, um, by comparing, I mean like making someone else pay for the shit that someone else did, you know? Like, yes. You know, we had that that episode before 
where we when you had said like it's that's so bowling green you know you you're just like just the shit that i mm-hmm. experience is like god damn it it's, it's so bowling green like that it just yeah. and i'll say it again like it it it, it just feels like this stain you know this yeah, stain that's just below me it, dude. It's, it's like it's yeah it's exactly definitely below you and so that's I, i'm that's another thing that i'm going to talk to her about it's like this same shit happened. It happens to multiple people, you know, but I, part of me also thinks that my ego is turning it is making it a much bigger thing than like is, is making it worse. Mm-hmm. Like the I, e- I my ego is amplifying the damage. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Well, how do you feel about that? I, I hate it, dude. Well, I, I, I have that same kind of ego and I, I take care of myself. Cause guess what? I, I'm I'm in the same typical uh, suburban generic problems too, but those aren't beneath me. I'll I'll take these problems over that. It's the same thing I said when I left Bowling Green. I'll take this. Okay, plan on a mortgage. Don't want to get laid off from your work. Got it going on, but holding on by just the good job. Got to do better than that. Got to get to the next step. I'll be here, but I won't be in that hundred thousand people city shit of going to the basketball game, going to the local championship, looking at, Oh, central versus Bowling Green or all oh, that so-and-so son. And then sitting in the fucking stadium with 10 people you've slept with. And then your homeboy got a daughter about, Oh man, they ended up together. I didn't realize I didn't think fuck that. Yeah. yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, you know, I ain't, I'm not above, I'm not better than anything, but I just simply can't tolerate certain things. Yeah. I made up with a family member this this Thanksgiving because I didn't want to be merry making and have like that bad blood in there. But four years ago, right, right, mm-hmm. a little bit after or before I left Bowling Green, I had a real big like bad thing, situation thing go down with a family member, and it was the same reason. It wasn't like I'm really badass or anything, but I couldn't sleep mm. with the transgression that occurred. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just family member stole something from me, no big deal, but like. I, I can't sleep with that person thinking it's okay to steal from me. So I took it to the other level, not because I need that retribution, but I do need to be able to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. And I can't have the narrative be, remember that time when uncle so-and-so broke into Mark Twain's house and stole all that stuff. You see what I mean? Ooh, That's the narrative. Yeah, yeah. But the, I remember that time when Mark Twain beat uncle, uncle so-and-so within an inch of his life. And and because you know what I'm saying, I can take that narrative. You get what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And that's what Bowling Green does to you. Bowling Green are like, or any small town or any place where you're not, you know, maximizing who you are. Like it, you got these goofy ass narratives, and I can't stand them. I can't stand seeing that sentence in my head. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the one that used to be used to date. What's the name? What's the name? It went to Greenwood. Remember that one dude? He's cool with Mark yeah. Carpenter. But but like fuck that. Ugh, yeah. it's disgusting. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it ain't nothing wrong with having an ego. I think like that amplifies it, but you got to uh, decide, you know, what you're going to do about it. And you want to, you want to take care of yourself because yeah. that's, your, that's yourself talking to you. Your ego, it ain't necessarily bad just because it's your ego. You know, it ain't necessarily a bad thing to me. So you you want, you want the other, the narrative to be, oh, that's that one dude, man. He got a bad wife. She don't talk to nobody, man. She's so quiet nobody ever see her his family he's got his shit together you know what i mean you don't see his yeah. wife fucking club in the summers or at something some goofy shit oh man she runs that one little non-profit over there oh that's that's clue's wife that runs that yeah man 
Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, her name is in Njoku, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take that narrative. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. But not sure. not some sucker shit. Like you just another dude that went through that same lame ass ugh that bowling green shit. Fuck <laughs> that, dude. Makes me yeah, yeah. And the thing is, it's like I don't know if like for for a while my my mindset has been like just move. You know, I've told so many people like I just Hell need to get the yeah. hell out of here, but. With what you're saying, it's like maybe it's because, dude, straight up, like in my in my heart, dude, I feel like I can do something really, really good and important for this place. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like I can do something. It's not ego. I just, I just, I, just I don't have doubt it. Desire. I don't know why. I don't doubt it. I don't know why. <laughs> but yeah, I doubt. I don't know why you want to do something for that place. But I, I you know, I don't doubt that you can. I think oh. you could be the mayor of that town easily. I think you could be, um, you know, replaced. Fucking Joe Denning or somebody, no problem. Well, they did get replaced, man. GG, our boy Carlos, man. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I I just, I feel something there. But, um, and that's the thing that, like, make, makes me want to stay. But then also, just like you said, it's like, I do need, I should have been better about curating my circles and curating the people that, that I align myself with. Yeah. You know, I'll never, like, and... and well, no, I, I, I have, I don't have a problem with feeling like regret and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I'll also recognize that good things did come from, from that, you know, mm-hmm. good things did come from that experience. And I, I have to be better about recognizing that stuff and, and focusing on that stuff more than the negative, because when I'm able to do that, I think then I can up, put more energy towards like, aligning myself with the right types of people and and yes just that that thing you said right there you're like oh that's glue's girlfriend or glue so-and-so and she does that mm-hmm. non-profit mm-hmm. or has that one thing like that's yeah I'd love i'm, I'm to describing be. a decent um uh what's ronda rousey's mom call it uh n- not yeah uh, she said don't be a do a, a do nothing bitch that's don't, awesome. be, don't be one of those women that just doesn't do anything, doesn't have any fucking dimension to your life. Or, yeah. you know I mean, of course, the most honorable thing to do is running your family. But today you can do a lot of dynamic shit from the house. Oh, yeah. From your, from your own space. You know what I mean? And that's the kind of wife I, I envision. Just like my ex, you know, not much different for her, but except for breaking your neck for a private school, a little bit more doing our own thing. You know what I mean? I'd love to have a, a youth center of some sort, Boys and Girls Club or something and be running that. And I will. I will do it. But like, that's the kind of lady I want that's everybody's mom, everybody knows and stuff, but don't know no other fucking men know her. Yeah. In, in, in any capacity, except for running to her at the grocery store, you know what I mean? Yeah. Something like that. Like, that's the level of. The, it the seemed kind of are. unfair, though, you know? Unfair to who? Like, you, like you're saying, well, okay, never mind. Maybe I'm, I'm being too literal with no, that. Come on. You're saying, no, like, come on. like, you said, where not too many other or no other men knows her. You're just saying, like, there's yeah. no stories. Like, oh, that's that one chick that blah, blah, blah. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I was like, I thought it's like, don't make this some like purity type of, you know. No, not necessarily. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I don't think I deserve deserve that. I definitely am not pure like that. I'm a, I'm yeah. a town whore. You know what I mean? <laughs> but but um, uh, I don't mean I don't know what the the situation that would be ideal for me looks like, and that's what it looks like. And I've had that multiple times. I've been super lucky in that mm-hmm. regard. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Because yeah. um, the we the serious relationships I've always had, the people are not from this town, you know. Mm-hmm. They may be from yeah. Kentucky, but not from this town. And like, and um, it goddamn matters, you know. What I mean, what what you talking about? What are we spending our podcast talking about? It wasn't that other shit. It was bullshit, you know. It yeah. was. Um, I ain't gonna say his name. It was that. So like that makes me sick. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So even if, I, I'd rather shoot for purity and land somewhere on the north side of that. Mm-hmm. Then, then to be, you know, that's nothing personal towards you, but that's why I say that. I have standards for myself that I can't even meet, but that's fine. I'll take that narrative. <laughs> yeah. I'll take that narrative over being uh, sitting there and having like wondering who you snuck around with and shit. You know what I mean? Or who, who you look. I remember one time going to the movie theater. And this is one of those things that I shouldn't remember, but uh, because I do, I'm glad I'm solo right now. Going mm-hmm. to the movie theater. She's always wanting to go to me. I think it's boring, Corey, but it's boring, boring and corny, but it's an easy little thing to do that makes her happy. Okay, let's go to the movies. And um, we get there and it was a matinee uh, and like this dude like that we both now knew from a program, like a school arts program or something like that, kind of gives me a look, kind of gives her a look, gives me a look and like lets us in the theater. Which we're getting, I was like, hey, what's up, man? You know, kind of dapped him up or whatever. Yeah. And then I was like, wait a second. I'm, we, I think, I, I think we finished the movie. I'm not going to exaggerate, but yeah. definitely there was a fight after that because. Oh, an argument between you two? Yeah, after that, because the dude let us in free. Mm. And I don't need anyone paying my way. But you see what I mean? You don't want to be with a woman that thinks it's okay to do that because she well, doesn't are you, know. Are you, are you, assuming that it was because something happened or well more than what should have happened because he should never feel comfortable doing that she should never feel comfortable putting me in that situation i ain't saying they slept together but they knew each other from wku i can't remember the dude's name it'll come back to me really cool dude he was you know a senior on his way out he'd volunteer a few times at boys and girls club and stuff like that but like that that little stuff like that is believe it or not like not cool with me yeah, yeah, I was pissed off because you get up there and you you get caught on the spot. You're ready to pay for your ticket, get your popcorn and stuff. And like he's giving her a look like, does he know? And she's oh, like, it's like, one of those know. looks. Yeah, oh. and I, and I'm like, oh. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? Because I know the dude too. And then yeah. it was like, oh no, y'all can go ahead on in. You know what I mean? You don't do that to the man. It's like that scene where Tony Soprano sits down with his daughter's boyfriend. His daughter boyfriend pays for the dinner. Like uh-huh. secretly, you know, goes to the bathroom, then tells the maitre d' or whatever. Here, I'm, I'm, I'm taking care of table eight or whatever. Tony gets pissed off. Yeah, you don't do that. I pay <laughs> when you have your own family. You pay, but that's what I'm talking about. That's bowling green shit. What I call bowling that could happen anywhere. But, yeah, but if a woman doesn't know, that's not cool. And this is years. We're five or six years in there. It wasn't early in me and her relationship, but stuff like that, nah. Nah, yeah. I'm fucking. I'm, I'd rather have me a girl from the Philippines. I'm a. I'm a. I'm no a five yeah, seriously. I'm like, I'm talking to a dude right now, and he's like, man, he's got his wife's sisters, like, fine as hell, and from the Philippines, and looking to. I'm. I'm. I'm going that direction, bro. Really? Yeah. Hell yeah. Like I'm not with that bullshit. Like I felt like a sucker. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know if they they if they had a a, a relationship in the past or something, mm-hmm. and. They they already I'm trying to as a matter of fact they I know they had sexual interest because we we had gotten to it over over 
her sitting flirty text messages or whatever. Not that I cared, but I was just telling her, you're being a hypocrite. This is why I don't do that Facebook shit. You know, I log on uh, to the computer and she forgot to log out of Facebook and I'm seeing, I'm, 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 I'm seeing some send me naked pics to the uh, same dude. You know what I mean? Like that's like low shit. That's low class shit. If you want to be free and open then be free and open, but guess what? You don't get the ring. You don't get a lot of the benefits. You don't get the resource um, support. You know what I mean? We're just we're just together and and that's it. But people, I don't like being played like that because everybody's doing their own thing, doing what the yeah. fuck they want to do, but they're not doing what's best for what they want or for their quote unquote partner. And that just came to my memory, but that's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. So Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I- I really, you know, you said something just then, like everyone's doing what they want, but they're not doing essentially what they what they need. Yeah, and sometimes I think that that even I am, am, am doing that right now. You know, I'm, there's a I'm in this like I'm, I'm finally catching wind of not even catching wind. I'm, I'm, I'm noticing it where it's like I'm li- living a little bit hedonistic. Like I'm just like, oh. I got money. I'm young. I'm single. I'm, you know, whatever, just kind of like willy nilly, you know, and now I'm trying to like rein everything back in, you know, and uh, maybe it's just a result of just kind of uh, reacting to everything. Right. But, um, and, and I'm trying to just chalk it up to that and not make it any bigger than what it needs to be. But the one thing that has definitely been odd is that the people that I look to for advice you know, and these are people who I believe are in like fantastic, uh, fantastic marriages and all this other kind of stuff. They're all like, go fucking wild, dude, man. Just, oh, uh-huh. I'm going to live through you. And I was like, wait, uh-huh. it's interesting. What? what? You know what I mean? Like, what? Why are you telling me this? Like, I thought that you guys, this was your thing. Like, this is the person that you want to do all this stuff for. And it's like, maybe they, they still do. Mm-hmm. But it's like, for me, that's not, that doesn't even register to, I'd be bragging about how good I got it, you know? Yeah. See, that goes back to people not living authentically. And um, that's why I was saying Leos are one of those people that have a, a, a authentic desire for what we might call a traditional relationship the ones i've seen successful they're like that they their wife and kids and very private and not too much running around you know and all that that stuff because some people are naturally inclined like that virgos are that way but but like you have to know that about yourself and not know that and also know that a lot of people are breaking their necks to fit into I forget how Chris describes it, that mold or whatever. Mm-hmm. Remember I was telling you about people that I, that respond to me and what I've got going on, like in sort of a, a detesting way and a diminutive way. And it bothers me like, Oh, Mark making working from home or oh, Mark buying remote show cards. I'm like, why do you, aren't you trying to have as much fun as possible? No, it's like, yeah. said, no, they're not. They're people who live their lives uh, according to whatever pr- cultural or familial environmental prescription they received mm-hmm. and they see their worth as having realized those different levels of, of, of criteria. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, whether, uh, which is different from someone who authentically wants that. I never wanted that shit. Yeah. I want to be fucking uh, Dan Bilzarian. 
or whatever that dude's name is. Blazarian yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, dude's yeah. Hilarious. I want to. Yeah, I want to just hang, hang out and say. And if I'm not got that going on, being up under somebody is not what the fuck I want. But yeah. you different. You want that. You always spoke about this thing. You speak about legacy and family and all that serious shit. My dude, since I was 14 years old, me and my friend Therese DeWalt, we have this pact we made, mm-hmm. like a super serious pact that we would oh, not have. That's a big fucking dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to play ball for uh, EKU and shit. Uh-huh. He, um, he, uh, we were like, we ain't gonna have kids if we can help it out of wedlock and all that because mm-hmm. I think he has a daughter now. You guys have told me about that, but like, um, because we saw so much suffering due to mismanagement of your dick by the men around us, and we thought that was beneath us. You mean Uncle So and So's hiding from child support payments? Almost went to jail over that stuff. Like, I never wanted that. You see what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm saying. A lot of people, those people that are advising you to go out and go out and all that, those are people that really weren't doing what they want to do or didn't get get to do it enough because you have to have that chemical desire, I think, inside. You got to want a family and that traditional arrangement before you, you know, go doing it a little too early. And those three or four years of slang and dangling, like, won't ever leave you alone. Mm. Uh, but, but, but it, it don't take long to get out like that. heathenist thing doesn't last either. Just yeah. like a lot of stuff. It doesn't last. You, you'll get to where you want a good book to read in a fucking lazy boy chair instead of yeah. like some big jacked up truck and some young girl, you know, on your arm. that shit doesn't last either, but yeah. you had better figure that out for yourself is what I mean. And so it, those people that are recommending that to you, they're not bad for that. They just. I think it's important to know what they missed. You know, they missed that yeah. self-discovery. And and it doesn't mean you have to, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that is interesting. Like I do wonder, it's like, what is it that you missed? You know? What what went different in, in your trajectory where you felt like you couldn't um like your next step after school was to go and get married and get in a relationship and all this other stuff. But that's that's this area, you know. That is yeah. the South, you know, it's yeah. like, cause when I, when I look at my friends in Cali or my friends in all these other places, they're, they're still married they're still doing their thing. They're just like super career driven and that's fine to be career driven. Just like it's fine to be super family driven and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. if you're, if you're that way, be that way. And if, you know, even though I say I'm family driven and of course I have my career and all that kind of stuff, like I'll never be one of those people that's going to be sitting there regretting that shit. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and because of that, because I think that that stuff is so important, the one thing that scares me is that uh, that statistic, and I've said it in, in other episodes, like people who are men who were married and have divorced, but who liked being married have a 75% chance of getting remarried in the first year. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's true about the entire United States statistics. It's always given a bad rap. That 50% thing, that's mm-hmm. not true. Usually 50% of marriages fail the first time around, but mm-hmm. we, you do a lot better the second time around. And they never tell that part. Marriage, yeah. there's nothing wrong with marriage. I don't know what the point of that is when people say that 50% mm-hmm. of marriages fail. I feel like that about the same way I feel about some of the theological things that people say, like, you know, you meet those snarky atheists that think some reason you got to beat up on Christians to be an atheist. Yeah. Like, I can't stand I hate, those people. Actually. Yeah, I hate those people like that. And um, Dawkins is like that. I don't get like he's a fucking nerd. I don't know why someone doesn't just get him in the fucking headlock. But like, <laughs> um, 
that's how that's what it makes it thanks there. But like I, I feel that way about that same statistic about marriage. I wish I was healthy of mind and body and emotion to be married. I'm mm-hmm. not. I've never really wanted it, but the ideal that I would need to do it, plus my hangups are not very practical and realistic. But I would rather marriage be the thing, you know, fit small, healthy families or whatever, you know? So yeah, so it, it like the fact that people divorce is not necessarily completely good it's not completely bad because people get remarried a lot in america too and some reason that part's not told in that yeah it's not yeah you're right it really isn't spoken of enough and uh i think that you know that's kind of that really plays on this mindset of um of like failure you know like it's okay it's not even so much about failing it's what you do after it's what you it's how you yeah yeah what you learn I think you're right. And that's probably even explains a little bit more why in America in particular, we have that, that trope of talking about marriage in such a diminutive way. Like it's because we, we, we got this win lose kind of society and like, that should be nothing that you ever are, are gloating about, you know, or, 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 or chastising people about being divorced, you know, marriage is better than not marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a perfect. That's a perfect uh, thing to say. It's better than not marriage. Yeah, um, it's better than the assuming that that is something that you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's something that you want, then yeah, it's it's always going to be better. Well, and, unions and, of that sort is what made our communities and made our societies and got us evolved to the point that we're at. We're now yeah. comfortable enough that we can set and indulge and stimulate so mm-hmm. damn much that you might think you don't need another person. But the formula has yeah. always been the 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 one plus one equals equals four mm-hmm. because because it's the only it's the only formula in in natural evolution and biology where one plus one equals four what i mean is the union between two people creates more than the individuals could create on their own and that's what's cool about a marriage when you mm-hmm. when you when you make a team the right kind of teamwork you can end up equaling four or five if you start a family now you now one plus one equals five yeah. like you get more back out and it, it scales better mm-hmm. so we just we just not you know raised to think that way now because that's not how you capitalize on people as consumers because a lot of other things happen too when you got a successful union you're not it you're not consuming to fulfill yourself as much yeah, yeah. out of investing in the the next line of human beings and of course we don't promote that because that doesn't mean buying 10 flat screen tvs you yeah know? it really doesn't so it it's, really not an ac- it's not an accident, you know, that it's not it's not a surprise that, you know, people oh, I'm not getting married because people always get divorced. I never say that. I know what's yeah. fucked up about me and why mm-hmm. I'm not getting married. But I would rather you get married. I'd rather people I know get married. I'm not going to go tell people don't get married. Yeah, I'll never tell. I'll never be that person that, that's like, I'll never do it again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. Yeah. I know that that stuff, that the the right thing is out there, you know, and I know that I'm going to continue to grow and continue to learn and get better. And I, I've said it a million times, like I am no stranger to failure. I'll never be scared of it, you know, Um, because for me, I see it as an opportunity to learn. Now I will learn a lesson at, at any cost. And if, you know, I'll do everything possible to, to make sure that I get there. But then I also understand that I, this time around, you know, like at the end of the mm-hmm. day, it's like, I've got to look after my happiness and I have to not put myself in a position where I ever feel like I have to. Right. Muting, muting like the that. P. 
I'm on mute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to feel like I have to, you know, do anything like that for anyone. And, and truthfully, when you look at it, I never really had to. But if if you have a shared idea or a shared goal of what of life of a life that you want, someone has to put in the work. And unfortunately, if you're not on the same page, it's going to look like someone's trying to correct or save or all this other stuff. And uh, part of me thinks that thinks that that's where. It, it kind of like went bad. I mean, there's there's tons of other things there, but I'm hoping that by my next uh, my next session, it's uh, I, I get some more clarity, and I'm honestly excited about that. They gave me some homework, like I said, to really uh, think about the type of uh, person that I want to be with, and then think about the type of person that I want to become. And uh, writing that down has certainly uh, been pretty interesting, and so I'm. I'm ready to turn that into turn that into her and, and just kind of go from there you know tell her i want a session with her yeah i dude like i i recommended her to uh and it, i just recommended the the group to uh to another person and like i i just wish that more of us could go and talk what to someone group? uh it's it's called alliance counseling centers but they've got some they've got a great staff uh, you know, they've been really awesome talking with, the, you know, the entire time. And um, uh, yeah, that's and if anyone listens to this and wants to know, like the person I talked to, I think you can actually refer them on there. You know, I've only done one session and maybe I'm just running on a little bit of a high right now from it. And maybe she's an absolute shit show, you know, but from what I've gathered in just the first hour with her, lots of value, a whole lot of value. So um yeah, I mean that's all I wanted to go over, Chad. I don't want to beat a beat a, a dead horse or beat a horse in general or anything like that. But uh, yeah, that's that's what I've got. Do you have any sort of shout outs or anything that you want to talk about before we jump off? Um, you know what? It's been pretty quiet on the Eastern Front, man. I don't have any shame with shout outs. Shout outs to the Black Codes podcast and the Black Codes uh, Slack group. Stick to the code and uh, don't forget to uh, like and subscribe and all that stuff. But no, no, no other, no other general shout outs uh, today. Sweet. I'm on the same page with you, man. I've got no big uh, shout outs or anything like that. But I will say that we are uh, uh, talking with and are always going to be actively looking for uh, more uh, different groups to, to spot that could sponsor us and help us really grow. Um, so if you are liking what you're hearing and you want to just help with the cause in any way, shape or form, we will shout you out. We'll promote your business or whatever venture that you have going on and we'll discuss any sort of details. But yeah, um, I want to help us and let us help you out. Um, so thank you all for your time and attention. And uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback, you think that we're a bunch of pieces of shit or whatever, come at us, man. Let's uh, let's let's talk about it. So. Everyone be safe, take care of yourselves and each other, wear your mask out in public, don't be a shit dick, and we are out. Peace, everyone. Yeah, thanks for saying peace, dude.